Okay, you guys, welcome to the Lit House Podcast. This is your hostess, Ta, and let's just go ahead and talk about how trash I am. I'm trash. I know it. I have not given you guys an episode in a very long time, so you are about to get a string of episodes, and they are going to give you life. Because even though I have been super duper busy, okay, I have still been reading because I can never stop reading. If I am not reading a book, if I am not in the midst, knee deep into some story, sometime, somewhere, somehow, some way, then I'm probably not breathing, okay? And we all know that I've been breathing, but I have just been so busy So I am sitting down today while we have this, I don't know what kind of rain this is, but while we have this crazy rain and thunderstorm going on in Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm sitting here today and I am going to do hella episodes, okay? So I hope you guys enjoy these episodes. Um, The last show I gave you was in February. That was also the last time I gave you a blog on my website, www.thelithouse.com. But honey, let me just tell you, it has been lit, okay? Like, it has been litty. So, because it has been so litty, um, I have to catch you guys up. But again, this is just the intro. So welcome to the Lit House, everybody. It's me, your hostess, Ta. And just sit back, you know, relax, get you something to eat. You know, have a little drinky drink or whatnot, however you may want to do it. And get ready to get these summaries and these reviews, okay? Okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get this one out the way. And I'm just going to tell you guys something why we are going through this one. I actually have tried to do this episode multiple times, but I just kept running into technical difficulties. There were like so many issues. So I was like, you know what? Maybe God does not want me to talk about this book right now, but we're here today. Everything's up and running. Got like five bars, you know, so really going to be able to go in on this book. So... I'm just going to talk about Life After Death, Sister Soldier, New York Times bestselling author of The Coldest Winter Ever. And I am going to talk about the sequel, Life After Death. This was the book that made Black Twitter go off. It made the world go off. Everybody was so upset. Everybody was so mad. Everybody was like, sister, soldier, what? And I'm not going to lie. When I first began reading Life After Death, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is going on here? And I was like, you know what? I'm not sure. But if you are a true fan of Sister Soldier and you have not only read The Coldest Winter Ever, but you have read her stories Um, like the whole Midnight series, you've read A Deeper Love, you've read, you know, No Disrespect. If you read, you know, any of her books, then you know that she is this 
writer that evolves when she writes like especially when she begins telling the story like the same mental capacity and involvement that she has that main character go through she does that in her writing like she does that in her writing she grows in the writing as she grows the character I just want to say I thought the midnight series was such a beautiful series I got to meet sister soldier years ago she came to the library on Beatty's Ford Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. Beatty's Ford Road is a historically black neighborhood located in Charlotte, North Carolina. And she came to the library and I went to the library to go see her speak. And I got to stand up and tell her how much of a fan I was and how I was such a fan of hers because of how she writes her stories, how she grows in her stories, how she grows and develops the character and make them this well-rounded person, like this whole entire character that you just envision in your head and you felt like you were walking beside Midnight and you felt like you met all of his wives and everything was just written so vividly and it was so relatable and I just told her that I thought it was beautiful. So same thing with Life After Death. Reading Life After Death, you have to recognize that Sister Soldier always writes her books with kind of like this religious undertone um, because she always talks about in her books just these different people that she has encountered in her community and what is going on in her community. So the books are very relatable stories. And I just, when I started reading this book, once I conceptualized what she was doing, when I got to chapter 10, I was like, oh my goodness. It almost made you feel like you was reading a world version of um, Dante's Inferno, or you are reading like a world version of Revelation, but the way that she was putting it, people like they are so deep down and just deep into the lifestyle that they are living that they didn't want to see this book for the truth that it was and what she was saying. And I'm talking about in the capacity of how we live and what we think is okay and what we know that some um you know biblical texts out there have said about the way we live and how we're living and she is just going back and reiterating what those biblical texts are saying and letting us know like hey i just want to remind you because you do not like to hear it when it is put like this or you don't want to hear it when it's put like this so i'm, I'm going to put it like this and i'm going to tell it to you from the perspective of winter somebody who is really struggling with this but I'm going to show you how she also comes to realize that yeah this is a hard knock life that I'm living here and I don't really have to so this is my summary on the book and this is what I say I say this recap doesn't give this book the praise that it deserves because there are so many 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 topics to be addressed I loved it I love this book and here's a snippet of why the podcast is coming soon. I said this March 22nd. I already told y'all I'm trash. It is June the 7th and I'm just now getting to it. But you know what? Don't even worry about it. I was like, hey, Sister Soja, you've always been a, an amazing, evolving writer and I understand it all. The Lit House Quick Recap, Life After Death by Sister Soja. 
I've told so many people that this book is about introspection, growth, and mindset. It's about awareness and access. Most have said they didn't like it. I read the first couple of chapters and thought, is this a dream? Are we doing sci-fi now? However, it clicked. It really clicked. The story made me check myself, my priorities, and my faith life. It showed you that even the smallest acts of disobedience can cost you the greatest pains. My grandma would always say that the devil is in the details and that is a fact. I believe that this story is very relevant. It touched on pop culture and its influences, the influence and bondage of sexual perversions, our complexes, the ways that we can be wicked and how they've become normalized, our traumas, our idolizations, and adultery with celebrities and attention, our desensitized perspectives on sexual abuse and pregnancy terminations and parental responsibilities, our comparison mindsets, our family dysfunctions, and our financial obsessions. It was a smack in the face and a look into our very own reality. I started to think that place was earth. It was a great read. Sister Soldier has always written in a symbolic and spiritual tone. I loved it. That's what I said about this book. So um, when I wrote that about this book, someone even went as far to create a um, a group on Facebook that so this group that they created on Facebook for life after death was basically a a group where people could share their think pieces a group where people could you know take the time to post questions about things that they had you know saw read in the book and just were kind of like I don't understand that but there were some things in the book that just kept coming up on this question board one of the things that people were really upset about is they felt like sister soju was trying to attack a certain kind of community but I was like no like she wasn't trying to attack a certain kind of community she attacked everybody if in if it was considered a sin in the biblical text, then she addressed it. And we can't think because people address something that they are attacking something because she was only referencing what we've already heard for hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands and thousands of years because of this biblical text that we have is wrong. And so what she did was she took it out of the context of a King James or a context of the Quran or a context of, you know, whatever biblical text it is that you are familiar with. And she put it into the context of our real life, which is, you know, tangible, which is relatable. And some people thought some of the examples that she used were extreme, but they, they were not. It's like, you know, what it is, is we're walking around this world with these rose colored glasses on. So these things that are crazy, that are these seven sins, that are these things that we're not supposed to be doing, that are these things that God speaks against, um, in our text 
are the things that people are freely doing, but because of how they are dressed up through musical content, through um, social media, and they seem popular and they seem okay because so many people seem to like it and are attracted to it, we no longer see it for what it is. And that's what she did in this book. She broke it down, but she broke it down from a very popular character a winter Santiago like almost every person every black girl that I know knows who winter Santiago is because we all read the coldest winter ever years and years ago so what she did was and I don't want to tell you guys the whole entire book so I'm just going to take like four parts out of the book uh, like four chunks and just you know talk about something from a certain perspective but just to kind of give you a, a summary of what is going on um when the coldest winter ever ended we all know winter santiago went to jail because um of what happened with bullet and so she ended up getting called and she gets sentenced to 15 years in jail so she goes into jail when she's 15 years old so we're 17 um she was 17 years old so she goes into jail for 15 years so winter is set to get out of um prison and we all know her sister portia um in her book the deepest love she goes through all of the things that she goes through she ends up meeting this guy she gets married to him he is a filmmaker and they live like a pretty decent life but with the guy um who's a filmmaker and um he decides that he wants to create a reality show because everybody is familiar with the santiago family like they have this huge following so he wants to create a reality show of winter coming out of um you know prison and um just how her life is going to happen you know after prison after being locked up for 15 years so winter is so excited about this show she's all about money she's all about fashion she's all about clothes and and dudes it's money cars clothes and and, and dudes that's all she is you know worried about and so she has her mind all set up she set up this thing with him for the reality show and everything like that but what ends up happening is when she is walking out of the prison she is shot and so she is shot and we um you know assume that she is fatally shot and so the thick of the book takes place with winter just you know in limbo basically winter is sent to this place called um the this this uh last stop before the drop and in the last stop before the drop is basically a limbo and she doesn't realize in the beginning that it's a limbo but um somebody tells her that hey this is a limbo and this is a place where you kind of get to make a decision like are you going to realize how you were living on earth wasn't the best or are you going to continue wanting to live like that and you're going to go to hell or are you going to like get yourself together so that you could go to paradise so in this last stop before the drop we just see um winter trying to figure out is she going to still allow all these things that she cares about so much 
to hold her back or is she going to realize that there is more life like there's more to life so we see her getting hit with these um same vices and you know we all know that her vices is fashion like she always wants to look nice she always wants to dress nice people feel like looking nice and dressing nice shouldn't be something that should be considered a sin and it's not we all know cleanliness is next to godliness we all want to look nice we all want to be fresh but what this more so is about you know coveting 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 vanity and those things and like doing anything that you have to do in order to look nice like being able just you know not care about who you hurt where you get it from how you got it as long as you feel like you are meeting this plateau of being nice then we also know what her other vice is is dudes she loved dudes she loved dudes she is vain she always thinks she's the baddest in the room and so she wants to be with who she feels is the the baddest and so that's another vice that she's dealing with down there and then um you know so we see her dealing with that then we see her meeting other characters and kind of learning what their vices are what they're dealing with what they've done to be in the same place so it's just kind of like this whole journey of introspection and it's like you almost lose your mind because winter is just being so winter you don't know if she's ever going to get it and so one of the things that people didn't like in this book is the characters like winter and the other women and some of the men and when they have sex they would turn into animals but they were not turning into animals from having regular you know just you know vanilla sex they were turning into animals whenever they were you know having anal sex whenever they was like sodomized whenever they were committed to sodomy um, because sodomy is something that is written in biblical text as a sin. So um, the crazy part about it, though, is, you know, they're in this place that's supposed to be the last stop before hell. And they are having these relations with people because, you know, they're just doing what they want to do. But when they have these relations with people and the people are getting them to have anal sex once they are finished with their sexual act they're turned into an animal and um they're turned into different animals to represent different things most of them are turned into pigs or snakes or rats and those are the kind of animals that on earth we associate those with the lowest of a low like we call people a snake if we feel like they vibrating very low they snake belly they to the ground like they disgusting they nasty we call people a rat if we feel like they just dirty they deal with trash they be in the sewer like it's all things that are like nasty and unclean that we associate those animals with same thing with pigs you know we think that they're nasty because they eat slop and you know we just feel like they're a filthy animal or you know a roach or you know anything like that so they're turning into these kind of animals because in biblical text it says that sodomy you know anal sex it is a sin to have that type of sex and she means they mean that period like with man and man with one with woman and man like just period you're not allowed to have that type of sex that it is frowned upon um you know by god 
And so a lot of people had a problem with that because they were like, I'm not going to stop having that. Da, 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 da. And it's like, she didn't say that you have to stop having it. She's just giving her perception of what she thinks that looks like illustration wise, you know, in her book. And um, also from what she has gathered from the biblical text that she has read. And I feel like a lot of times people get frustrated and upset with things when they are conflicted or convicted or both by it. So I felt like um, it was a lot of those feelings going on. Another thing that people were not um, happy with um, in this book was um, they didn't like the un, it was called the unborn children. They called them UBSs, but I can't remember what the S stood for, but I knew it. It's unborn. So what happens is in this book, a lot of the women that are in the last stop before the drop, they have somebody that basically comes and ministers to you. So they have somebody that basically comes and ministers to you. And for all of the women that are there, the person who is ministering to them is children that they have aborted um, in real life. So all of these these children are basically like unborn saviors. Um, And what they do is they're coming to you and they're telling you, why you're there in the last stop before the drop and they're trying to hand you you know god's word uh, for you to read and uh teach you how to pray or get you to begin praying so that you can understand uh what it is that you need to do to just you know clean your heart and to save your soul so that you can have a chance to go up to paradise And so a lot of people was like, no, I don't like that. Like, that's not cool. Like, why would they even do that? Like, that's crazy how she thought of that as like, this is how you're going to meet the children that you you aborted. And some people had, you know, two and three people, kids um, that are coming in trying to save them. And some people had two and some people had one. And, you know, in this case, you know, Winter had... Um, you know, two, because the baby that she had an abortion with in the coldest winter ever was actually twins. And so, um, she had two and they were like speaking on behalf of, you know, just like what they have seen their parents go through and what they've seen them do and just was trying to minister to them about, what they needed to do in order to be saved and how that even though they aborted them that they are still you know interceding on their behalf they're still watching over them they're still you know hoping for the best and that basically um in this book they say Allah can still basically get the glory out of this person and so that was something that people thought was like super crazy another thing that was actually crazy um is I like the way that she depicted how the men and women who are there in the last stop before the drop to basically these men and women are already gone. So they're calling them, you know, succubus and incubus. And um, they are there basically as 
the devil's children to help recruit souls like at the last stop before the drop is basically a battle of the souls you have these um ubs's and who are like interceding on behalf of these people who are there at the last stop before the drop and then you have these succubus and these incubus who are like very attractive looking people who are trying to get you to be involved in them and be with them because they want to get your soul at the end of the day and i just felt like that was very representative of what we see from men and women in here on earth who basically have these dark spirits on them and they're not trying to be redeemed and they are too far too gone and so they are trying to recruit that and pass that spirit on to other people and i felt like that was something that was very very relevant something that is happening you know like you are who you hang with so if you're not being with a tribe that is being you know responsible that are, that is being respectful that is trying to you know live a a good life and you know you, you can have fun but who are not just explicitly doing things that they know are against god if you're not around people like that and those people are going to drag you down and that's this guy who winter gets involved with and she refers to him as that nigga and she thinks he is just the finest person ever and all of this stuff like that like she sees that he is not really human like she sees that he has a strength that is not human but she looks at that demonic and spiritual weird stuff that he's doing dark spirit um stuff that he's doing as power and as someone that can get her the things that she wants and um you know she doesn't look at it as for what it is and um it's crazy because there's a lot of women who are in those kind of relationships and there's a lot of men who are in those relationships like they don't see the person that they are with and the evilness for what it is and um that is just something that we really saw very prevalent in this book and you have to read it just to see how deep it is man because it's deep I, I like it it's deep you know a lot of people was like uh-uh I don't like it. She's trying to be too deep. But I mean, I was like, it, it is what it is. Some people are going to read it and they're going to love it. And they're going to feel the way that I did. Like, woo, get your life together. Then some people are going to read it and they're going to just think it's dumb. And it's either going to go over their head or they're going to feel like they didn't need that. So it's either or. Sorry, I'm yawning, you guys. But, you know, then the third part uh, that I want to reference is just, you know, about family and about taking care of each other and just the dynamic of how, um, when, what happens to the family when someone is incarcerated and they're locked up? What happens to the family when they're separated and they're divided? What happens to the family when one is suffering from addiction? And just all of these different dynamics of things that can be going on in your family that makes you lean to those darker spaces and operate in those darker spaces because it's about uh, survival and when you have not seen your father pray or your mother pray or been close to anybody that was praying to have that kind of prayer lifestyle. And it's like, 
you're unsure of what to do. And you have to remember the only exposure that Winter had really had to any kind of lifestyle was that of midnight when it comes to like obedience and discipline and prayer. And then this book is definitely also very much so about discipline and obedience in having a prayer life and not taking situations and being manipulative because you know that you have a power, like using your power for good. So um, that was another thing that I want to talk about. And then the fourth thing I want to talk about is opportunity and chances. Um, that is something that we saw in this book. Like, like she was giving, she was given opportunity. She was given chances. Like, um, you know, she was giving, given, you know, just the benefit of the doubt. Like, even though she constantly was always cussing people out, being mean to people, not trying to understand like what was going on someone still trusted her and counted on her to be able to change like uh, there was a hope and I felt like there are so many times in this book you're going to be upset with her and you're going to be like what were you thinking like you were almost there but you know I'm pretty sure God does that with us sometimes too I'm pretty sure he's like you have been doing so well like you was doing so good and it, it just tells you about choices as well. Like It is your choice to live a righteous life. It is your choice to live the best way that you can. But just know that once this life that you are living is over, it has been my choice. So, you know, I, I think it was a really good book. Um, I think that it was very eye-opening. I think that... If you read it at the age that you are now, and you had read Coldest Winter ever, um, you know, back when that came out, then you would appreciate the growth. Because, like, I have a friend who had never read Coldest Winter ever. She had never read it. So she just read The Coldest Winter ever at 33 years old. And she was like, I waited all this time to read about this little girl. But I told her, like, you only feel like that because you are an adult. Like, you're a 33-year-old woman now, and, like, you know better. I was like, but I promise you, if you would have read this book when you was in middle school or high school, like everybody else, you would have had that same, you would have had that same, like, love for winter that we all did. Because back then, we didn't see winter for what she was doing. We thought she was cool. Like, we was like, Winter is, like, so bomb. Like, she dressed nice. Her daddy is this. Like, she know midnight. Like, it was, you would have saw it the same way. So, it definitely is a book that has grown. And I recommend that you read it. Um, I loved it. I definitely wanted to do a book club with it. But I just don't have time. But if you want to read The Coldest Winter Ever, if you want to read Life After Death, or if you haven't had a chance to read these books, please visit www.thelithouse.com. And um, you can shop online. Or if you are in Charlotte, North Carolina, the reason why we've been so busy and so litty is because we opened up a bookstore, you guys. We have an actual brick and mortar. The Lit House has a bookstore along with J. Nicole Candles. That's my best friend. 
um, Joisha. She does candles. She has sage. She has room sprays. She um, is working on like soap. She has like baths, um, scrubs, like all that kind of stuff. You know, she graduated from esthetician school. She's very educated um, when it comes to just like, you know, skin and health. And she has the soy candles that she makes and they smell so deliciously good. And her, her candles smell amazing. Her room sprays are amazing. Um, you know, and her body scrubs are just amazing. She also does like the goat milk bath and the, um, it's a, a, like she has the lavender bath and it's just a wonderful thing. It's a whole vibe. We're located at 1409 East Boulevard, Suite 101. We're located inside of the Kingsman building and it's right across the street from the Outback. Um, follow both of us on Instagram. I am at T-H-E-E-L-I-T-H-O-U-S-E and she is at J um, Nicole Candles. So make sure you follow both of us and make sure you visit our store. Um, we're open tomorrow, Tuesday, 6 to 8. Thursday, 6 to 8. Friday, 5 to 7. Saturday, 12 to 4. We hope to see you there. If you would like to read these books, please come and visit us. And you can look at all the books that we have and purchase all the books that we have. And you are also able to bring any books that you have. And I'll give you some credit towards a book that you would like to purchase. So thank you for listening to me today. Talk about the coldest winter ever. Didn't want to give you guys the whole story. Lots of things in there. Lots of things to talk about. So please make sure that you get it. Thank you again for listening to my Lit House podcast. I love it here. I'll see you guys for another episode soon.